So Pastor Jason has talked about knowing God in previous sermons. What is it to know someone? This might be a little bit of review if you listen to him, but it's okay. That's a good thing. Uh, I took a moment to look up the definition of know in the dictionary, and here are a few of what I found. I have six of them. Number one, have developed a relationship with, through meeting and spending time with, be familiar or friendly with. Number two, to recognize the nature of. Number three, to be acquainted with or familiar with. Number four, to have experience of, to be aware of the truth or factuality of, to be convinced or certain of. Number six, to have a practical understanding of. Do we know God? Really know him? If we know him, how can we experience him? Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Let's take a look at Psalm 46 and see where this is coming from. But first, we need to pray. So please pray with me. Father God, let us feel your presence. We lift you up this morning because you are God. You are great I am. As we open our word, speak to us. Speak through me in a way that is only you. May I decrease and you increase. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though everything around us is crazy, right? Like right now we can experience his peace. 
Verse 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. That is so reassuring. Jesus says the same thing in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verse 20. He says he will be with us always to the very end of the age. That is reassuring that God is with us. He tells us to stop, take a step back in all the craziness, to be still, to be still and know God. Be still and know I am God. Okay, so this could be me trying to take my quiet time. So I'm going to try to take my quiet time. Okay. Oh, baby cries. My phone beeps. Now wait, I'm going to do this. Quiet time. Be still. Sip of coffee. Hmm, let's see. I have to remember to take the roast out of the freezer and put it in the crock pot. Oh, I just forgot. I have to bring snacks today. Ugh, okay, quiet. Ugh, the dog has to go out now? Ugh, okay. Maybe I can spend time with God on my way to work. All right, so I'm driving to work. Guess I better not close my eyes while I'm driving to work. God, I could really use your help today. I need to get that promotion. I need to go do good at my game today. Um, why is life so hard? I'm a good person. Why can't I make more money? Well, I guess, God, I see that the sky is really pretty. Thank you for that. Now, could you help me make more money today? So I am guilty of mind-wandering while attempting to spend time with God. Guilty. Anybody else guilty of that? <laughs> it's not always easy. Now let's look at this from a different perspective. So this is your best friend, okay? Hey, come on over for coffee. I'm gonna make time, I'm gonna make time with you to get to know you better. Hello, thanks for coming. You're important to me, so let's sit down and have coffee together and spend some time talking. Oh, wait, I have to check my phone. Oh, look at this. This is so funny on Facebook. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, I have to run, and I forgot I had clothes in the washer. I got to throw them in the dryer. Just really quick, I'll be right back. Sorry it took so long. Uh, I had to take the roast out of the freezer and put it in the crock pot because I forgot this morning. Oh, you know what? Now I don't have time to sit and spend with you. I have somewhere I have to go. Um, but I'll, I'll talk to you tonight if I have time. Oh, bye. You're special to me. We should spend time together. Maybe later. Can you imagine how that would make you feel if your friend did that to you? Imagine how God feels when we do that to him. He loves us more than anything. He made us. He spent all the time in history trying to show us who he is and how much he just wants to be with us. He wants us to know him, to be still, to know and experience who he is and communicate with him. He wants a relationship with us. Not just a quick, quiet time, 
not just time we set aside that we're obligated to spend time with him. But he wants time with us. He wants us to know him as God. Now, God laid this message on my heart to share with you today. Um, He not only inspired it, but he actually let me experience it. I love to take um, bike rides. I love to go riding my bike. And I like to go to Glendalow State Park and ride on the trail in Battle Lake. The last couple of times I was there by myself riding the trail, I experienced God. He didn't send a lightning flash. He didn't send a bright light or a cloud of of smoke. Um, I invited him to be with me because I wanted to spend time with him. And so as I was riding along, I became aware that I was in his presence. I was not only knowing him, but I was experiencing him. The feeling was amazing, and I just couldn't keep from smiling. So I'm riding along just smiling, and um, yeah, I might have gotten a bug in my tooth or not, because I... I have a problem with smiling too much sometimes, maybe. But because I know God, I experienced him in a way that I can only explain as wonderful and peaceful. This week as I was praying about this message, God let me experience this message. In moments of extreme busyness and pressure, I took a moment to just stop and just be still and quiet my heart, and just allow myself to experience God. It was truly amazing. No need to talk or tell him anything. Just be still. I also did this when I wasn't under stress, just to take a moment and just let it flow into a time to just be with God and experience him. to just experience that he is God, is to be overwhelmed by his goodness and his wonder, to be filled with his spirit and strive to be holy like Jesus, who is God in the flesh, sent so that we can know him more. So how do we know God? We need to take time, not only just take time, want to take time, to be still and listen. And not only just listen, but to quiet our hearts and experience. I would like to make three points today. The first one is, God has written his love on our hearts and our minds. He has put his law and his love in our hearts and minds. And so no matter if you acknowledge him or not, the truth is there in your innermost being. Jeremiah 24, 6 and 7. My eyes will watch over them for their good, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with all their heart. Hebrews ten sixteen. 
This is the covenant I make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and I will write them on their minds. Hebrews chapter 10 is talking about Christ's sacrifice once for all people. It talks about because of Christ's sacrifice, we people are being made holy. The covenant he makes with us is in verse 16 that I just read. God has written his laws on our hearts and minds. And through Jesus' work on the cross and the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, we have access to him anytime to know him and learn from him. And not just know him, but experience him. Romans 5, 5 says this, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. God has given us a heart to know him, and he has poured his law and his love into our hearts and minds. If we choose to accept it and grow in our relationship with him, we grow and become holy more and more like Jesus. The more we know God, the easier it is to understand God's will in our lives. Remember, holy means to be set apart, to live a life free of sin. To sin is a choice that we make. And the Holy Spirit has the power in our lives to help us overcome sin. Take time to know God, to be still, so he can communicate with you, so you can know him as God. Sometimes God talks to us in a still, small voice, a whisper. As recorded in 1 Kings 19, God came to talk to Elijah while he was hiding in a cave. There's a big wind, an earthquake. There was rocks splitting apart, all this loudness, and then quiet, still, calm. God speaks to Elijah in the calm and quiet. Taking time to quiet our hearts, to know God, to recognize what he has already put inside of us. Maybe being still is just quieting our hearts. Not to talk, but to experience him. Number two, prayer. We have full access to God through prayer. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. We have the right as children of God to come into his presence through Jesus and talk to Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. I don't know about you, but that is humbling to me. It makes me feel very small. <laughs> but God wants us to do that. Prayer is a gift for us. It's also a gift that we can give others. Something else that is so cool is that we don't need words. When our hearts are so broken or we just don't know what to say, the Spirit intercedes for us. The Bible tells us this in Romans 8, 26, and 7. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. 
And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Now, I have experienced this several, many times, actually. But one, one of the biggest times that I experienced this and I kind of came to know this is when Mike was in the hospital. The situation had gotten pretty bad and I was broken. I had no more words. I was so empty. I didn't even know what to pray. This verse came to my mind. And I was just still and let God read my heart. I let the Spirit intercede for me. In that time of stillness and total reliance on God, I really came to know Him, to feel that connection through prayer, even though I had no words. And I experienced the peace that was from God only. And He carried both of us through that time. Jesus sets the example for us to set aside time in our busyness, to take time to pray. He often went alone to spend time with the Father, to be refreshed and ready for what was next. So often in the Bible, we see Jesus praying. Jesus prayed because of his relationship with the Father. Jesus prayed because of his dependence and obedience to God. As we see Jesus praying, we see him in complete submission to God, our example. Jesus was still and took time to listen to God, to do his will. Jesus was fully God and fully man. He felt what we feel. He felt his very own will. He understands when we get distracted, when we're hurting, when we're happy. To know God is to take time to pray and not only talk, but to be still and to listen, to experience, to be still and know God is God. To receive his direction, comfort, and just rest in his presence. So how do we pray? Jesus told us by example in Luke 11, the Lord's Prayer. He answered his disciples when they asked, Lord, how should we pray? And he said, when you pray, you say this, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also should forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. So acknowledge God as holy Know that he is God. Ask for what you need. Ask him to forgive you. And then ask him to help us to forgive others. And to help us not to be tempted. Pray without ceasing. Talk to him as you would your best friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. He is the friend that takes our sins away. We can leave our burdens with him. The more time we spend with him, the more time we get to know him as God. Mother Teresa was quoted as saying, praying is a way of being with someone I know loves me. 
Submit yourselves before God. Draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Exalt means to be lifted up. Prayer is simply stepping away from the busy world around you and taking God up on being his friend. Prayer is an ongoing conversation with God that involves talking to him and actively listening for a response. It is an essential means of getting to know God better and enjoying time in his presence. Enjoying time with God. You can pray anytime, anywhere. Be still and know. Experience the peace that comes from God. Be still and know God. Experience him. Arrow prayers, quick prayers, they have their place. And that is completely okay. But don't make that a habit that that's your prayer time. Taking time to know God and experience him is amazing. You can also read scripture as your prayer. Yes, you can pray scripture. There are so many verses and and, um, just chapters that apply to different needs and seasons in your life. Use scripture as your prayer. God gave it to us so that we can communicate with him. So number three, the Bible. The Bible is a love letter from God. The the whole Old Testament is God showing us how much he loves us. Even after his people time and time again mess up, he shows us how he wants us, how much he wants his people to know him as God. Jeremiah 24, 6 and 7 says, My eyes will watch over them for their good. I will bring them back to the land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God, for they will return to me with all their heart. He wants to know us. He wants to know us so much that he came to earth wrapped in flesh to live among us and show us who he was as a person, to show us by example how to follow him. He left glory to experience life as a human, to die for us, and not in an easy way, to be humiliated and crucified Who would do such a thing? God would, through Jesus, so we could know him. The Bible contains all we need to know God. Whenever we are going to read the Bible, what do we do first? Anybody? What do we do before we read the Bible? We pray. That's right. We pray that the Holy Spirit would help us understand and allow God to speak through us, to us through his word. Take time to read your Bible. Get to know God. Submit yourself to him. The more you read your Bible, the more you get to know God. The more you learn how to communicate with him and do his will. The more you get to know God, the more you want to spend time with him. 
God wants to give us rest. He wants us to rely on him. He wants to be our God. He wants him to know him as God, as great I am. Maybe being still doesn't just mean sitting still doing nothing. Maybe it means clearing away all the other things in our life to focus on God and his goodness, no matter where we are or what we're doing. So what do we do with all of this? Allow God to fill you with his presence. Experience him. Get to know him through the three ways that I mentioned. Number one, God's love is written in your heart and mind. Allow the Holy Spirit to move in you and grow. Number two, pray. Spend time with God, communicating with him, even without words. Number three, read your Bible. Pray first, allowing the Holy Spirit to help you understand what God is saying to you. Deepen your relationship with God. Then don't just keep that to yourself. Share it. Let it change you. Don't leave the church door as you don't leave it at the church door as you walk out in the on Sunday mornings. Let knowing God change you. Let him give you confidence to be who he created you to be. Maybe people at work will notice a change in you. Maybe you don't say naughty words anymore. Maybe you don't get mad as fast as you did. Maybe you show con- compassion. Maybe you're just joyful. Let, when they see that change in you, they want that for themselves, and they'll want to know what you did to get it and what makes you joyful. Come to church and be encouraged by other believers. Worship together. Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25 says this, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. When you know God, you can experience him, and you are changed. You can't come to Jesus and be the same old person you were. You are changed. So go and change the world for Jesus. Create disciples. Train up your children in the way that they should go. Reach out and encourage others. Start a small Bible study group. Gather together and stir one another up to encourage and good works. Be the change. Father God, we want to know only you. We want to experience you. Guide us. Help us as we follow you. We want to be changed so that we make a difference in this world. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for coming. You are dismissed. And if there are kids here that have a um, Bible reading challenge that they filled out and finished, come and see me and we'll go down and get your prize.